to Don't Be All Like and Cool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I am joined by my quirky little co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. Hey, Elizabeth. Um, my tagline this week is an alt tagline for Crystal from Beverly Hills. I may be a tiger mom, but I'm also the lion queen. Alex, that's so good. And I can know. I admit something? I have a secret. Can I tell you guys? I don't get Crystal's tagline. I don't get it. I forget what it is. This is just too, this is her new tagline in my head. <laughs> so this is Crystal's current tagline. Hollywood is full of pretenders. Okay, fine. Get it. Her husband directed Lion King. Good. And I slay them all. <laughs> I don't I don't maybe it will come up later, but as of right now, I am the confused. Do you think it's that she's going to like uh like out people who maybe think they're more important than they actually are at some point. You mean like Sutton? Lax Sutton. We are also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. Hi, Jules. Food poisoning or severe dehydration is an illness, to which I say, see you in 24 hours. <gasps> I like it. Whoa. It's a very, um, what was it? To which I say, get well soon. Who was that? Salt Lake Meredith City. Meredith Mark. That's right. Meredith that, Mark. That feels like, a, that's like a fun parody of that. Yes. Yeah. And Julia, you want to explain your very sad tagline? Oh, and I there's... It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Wait, Alex, you just thought that was like a normal generic tagline about thought, Like I just said, like that she was just parodying the, that other well-known tagline. But there's more? There's more to the story? There's back... Of course there's backstory. All right. I was sick I'm shocked. for 24 hours. It was the worst. I was so sick, I didn't even get to watch Bravo. It was like that kind of sick where you don't even have the energy to watch Bravo show. But it gave you a great tagline. One of the great parody taglines of our time. Yes. Oh, congratulations, Julia. Okay. I am so excited, and I missed you guys so much last week. And I have been sitting on this little piece of info for over a week now. Are you ready for my tagline? You can hide from me, but you can't hide from the truth. And that tagline is because I would like to announce that the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast official Instagram has finally been blocked by a Bravo celebrity. <gasps> this is a big moment. Julie and I... Oh, I've been trying to get blocked by Stephanie yeah, Stephanie does every Dallas for like a month now. So okay. it wasn't so Stephanie? Decided, it was not Stephanie. Oh, so fail. Julie and I decided to legitimize ourselves. We had to be blocked. Blocked by Jack's too easy. We're like, Stephanie needs to be taken down. Cam's like doxing people. We're not going to do Cam. We're too scared. So something fell into my lap so beautifully. It has been announced that Teddy Mellencamp will make a surprise appearance on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She was fired last season and she has been posting and promoting her eating disorder, basically boot camp. She has her a eating disorder multi-level marketing scam. Yes. So Alex, um, she has, she's an accountability coach and she owns this business where to be a part of it, you have to be signed up, you signed an NDA and then your coach texts you and you have to text them back right away what you eat, pictures of your scale, and they basically harass you if you don't. So there's documentaries. There's a great one on YouTube. Cannot recommend enough to go watch it. So Teddy posts a join all in by Teddy, and I just had to comment, 
The only positive comments here are giving me some real culty vibes, man. Non-disclosure agreements and starvation? Aren't those like the two first steps of starting a cult? And for some reason, she either wasn't on Instagram because that was up for like 30 minutes. So of course I had to go back and reply to my own comment. To which I said, also, the whole texting your coach for accountability? Nexium, is that you? To which we got blocked. (laughs) Congratulations, Thank you. So apparently Teddy doesn't like being compared to a sex cult, but I don't know. I kind of love that for her. She's fine with starvation. Yeah. The funny thing about Teddy is she is so evil and her company is so nefarious and just horrible. And she is so boring. Hmm. You think that she would at least have something going for her, but nope. Yeah. She couldn't even think of a fun thing to say back to you. She's blocked. That's lame. Yeah, but anyway, if we're going to be blocked by Teddy, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. yeah. We should still try to get blocked by Jax, even though it's easy. That's just fun. And then they, they, there's that shirt, Blocked by Jax, so we can all wear. I know. Apparently, Blocked by Teddy has its own Instagram account now, too. All so. right. Ooh, well, we can join that. Not Blocked by her, weirdly enough. Teddy follows Blocked by <laughs> yeah. Teddy. Such a Teddy thing to do. <laughs> Ugh. All right. You guys ready for the last little chunk of our reunion of uh, New Jersey? It fills me with great sorrow to have to... Utter for the last time. Sure. All right. Our last reunion of Joyzy. The reunion conclusion. <gasps> yes. We only got two. I know. I'm not that surprised that I'm not that mad either because if I have to hear the word analogy one more time, I'm going to blow my brains out. Alex and I love that word. I love it. I love it. It's It might be my favorite word now. Um, I can't believe how much time was dedicated to listing off very definitions of analogy and then explaining vocal inflections. It was a very interesting uh, direction this reunion took. Well, look, the thing about the analogy, there's a reason this word's been said so many times. And I don't love Jackie, maybe because I don't really know who she is as a person or like anything about her really outside of this conflict. But I I feel, I really truly empathize with her anger in this situation. Oh yeah, she's totally the victim in this. Ah, interesting word choice, Elizabeth. Because she is also victim shamed in this episode. Yes, she is. In a really gross, horrible oh, manner. yeah. And I want to get into that in a second. Actually, you know what, Alex? Let's get into that right now. Yeah, we can't waste that amazing transition. I was shocked that this cast gets so upset at one point Teresa is borderline in tears because Margaret said that her hair was messed up and she looked like the exorcist that was a huge point of contention doesn't Doesn't make make sense sense at all but (laughs) Teresa is very upset then Teresa insinuates that all women who are sexually assaulted and or harassed let it happen so they kind of deserve it and Andy even says are you saying that women who get harassed, assaulted, they they deserve it. She's like, I don't know if they deserve it, but they let it happen. It would never happen to me. And everybody just goes, okay, and moves on. Except for Andy, of course, who that's like the most I've ever seen him cringe during one of these shows. Yes. But nobody called her out. Is it because she's Mm-mm. untouchable? They just can't get through to her. They just let it go. You can say analogy. You can yell analogy at her 300 times and she won't. It's just like a new word to her every time. (laughs) Yeah, I was. At first I was like, okay. I mean, at one point somebody says, Teresa, you're just 
playing dumb, you're just acting dumb. And she, I don't remember how she gets her words mixed up, but her defense is, no, I am dumb in so many words. And I was like, no, she's mm-hmm. not. She's She knows what's going on until Louie comes out. And then I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, they're going to fuck <laughs> right here on stage? No, she was so surprised that he was there. Didn't you come with him? Didn't you oh show up with him? No, it was a surprise. She also... He arranged it for her. But you she, really think it was a surprise. She asked Andy. She turned to Andy and was like, did you know this? And he was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I agree. She does. She's... I don't think she's... I don't know. I mean, there's the moment where she says, um, uh, don't... What is her threatening line to Joe? Like, don't betray the family. Something. Oh, that was the best part of this whole episode was her saying, don't go against the family, Joe. And then everyone goes silent and she goes, haha, just kidding. She was exactly. not Yeah, like that shit. Kidding. Like she knows what she's doing. The temperature changed so fast. Do you know what else I realized this uh, reunion? Melissa is cast in this cast. Because they couldn't have Joe Gorga be a housewife. Oh, 100%. Because she was as silent as a lamb. <laughs> I forgot she was there, honestly. I was like, oh, yeah. Joe Gorga was in half of both reunion episodes. It's the Gorga show. It the really Joe Gorga is. show. It is the Gorga show. What did you guys think of Louie? He's the new recruit. They finally have a pledge. I think it's really weird that he watched the show from the beginning. Oh, I thought that was <laughs> creepy, which is odd coming from Bravo watchers. But you I was yeah. like, ew, What really? kind of weirdo does that? You, you watch this show? The way that Teresa lays it all out for us, that, oh my gosh, yeah, I was walking and he just happened to be there on the street I was on. How fun and spontaneous. Moments later, he's seen every single episode. Moments later, he knows what I like because he's seen every episode. Like, Teresa, are you listening to yourself? (laughs) Remember, uh, though, what brought him to that street was that she asked her parents up in heaven to give her a man. And then he showed up. Did you forget? I mean, that's what happened. That's true. I mean, Alex, that's what every girl asks her deceased parents for. A former alleged domestic abuser to come and meet you on the streets of Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Probably a stalker as well. And also, I thought, I mean, I don't really know what you do say to that if you are head over heels in love with somebody whose ex has been very, very vocal about alleged, because I don't want to get us sued, alleged assault. I don't know. What do you say besides no comment? Yeah, no comment. No comment. Mm-hmm. But still, the whole thing, yikes, yikes, yikes. Thoughts on Evan really course correcting and trying to like really like he was just working overtime to get past the rumor of this episode and be like the cool good and guy. And he was kissing Teresa's ass. Yeah, total Frank. The more <laughs> Evan opens his mouth, the more I think that guy has a gym girlfriend. A hundred percent. Girlfriends. Someone's got a video. A hundred percent. And that someone might be Teresa. <laughs> yes. Or Margaret. <laughs> okay. Poll of the room. Who started the rumor? Margaret. Margaret. Joe Benigno. Okay, well, that's Margaret. <laughs> He's his own person, Elizabeth. Is he? I don't think so. <laughs> I've never seen someone look like a Muppet act so much like a Muppet, you know? Oh, I do like <laughs> Joby. Poor Joby. Are you guys ready for Roni? Yes. Goodbye, Jersey. Until we meet again. Yeah. Yes, we will be seeing Teresa, and I guess she brought Melissa to um, the All-Stars, Turks and Caicos, but mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to be. Which... Means Joe Gorga. I hope he does. Well, to hold me over during this time of Joe Gorga drought, I do follow him on Instagram, and it does fill me with a little love and joy. 
I've never laughed so hard <laughs> Joker at inspirational Huge quotes. plug. Yep, huge plug. Go follow him. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. All right, we are starting out in New York. Okay. There's my Ramona. Whoa. Whoa. I would like to know your guys' opinion on Sonia's alliance to J.P. Morgan. It's really funny how the next morning after um, her explosive reaction the night before, the next morning she has the same reaction when sober. (laughs) Well, she remembers nothing of what happens to Ramona's explaining it to her. (laughs) She does have... An identical reaction to (laughs) drunk Sonia. Um, Ramona is an incredible friend. Sonia yelled, I hate you at Ramona about 45,000 times. And Ramona just Mm -hmm. said, I love you so much. I love you. Like, Ramona, I mean, she's had a lot of practice with her 50 closest friends. But she is truly a great friend. I really loved Ramona explaining to Sonia why she was upset last night. Ramona's analysis of the situation was... um, you were upset because I brought up your ex-husband's business. And then Ebony said that she was going to use it. And I said, you shouldn't use it because Wells Fargo better rights. And you got so mad. But you weren't mad at me. You're mad because Luann has a boy. And you feel like chopped liver. And you feel so sad. But not because of me. It's because of Lou. You are lucky to have me. To which Sonia says, you're so right. And they hug. <laughs> Yep. What a, she figured what it out. Everything's coming down to this dog and you and Lou. Oh, Lou. What a lovely uh, moment. Lou, I'm sorry. Sonia is not jealous of your Cabernet career, Garth, or <sighs> Garth's curry. No one's jealous of Garth's curry. Garth? I was ready. I was ready to see Garth. And then I was like, holy shit, it's the fucking dog groomer from last season. I recognize this guy. Garth again. That Garth is driving me nuts. <laughs> Garth's a prude, by he's the way. nothing to write home about, right? And I'm pretty sure he's going to show up with chicken in that curry and not Absolutely. lamb. Does Garth know he's Luann's boyfriend? No, is my, my uh, vote. That would certainly explain how confused he looked when she was, like, showing him off to all the ladies, like, when he first arrives. He looks so confused. They've gone out to dinner once and boned twice. That is the vibe I get. Oh, no. This is... Oh, poor Lou. Now I feel sorry for Lou. What makes him really hot is his smile, his eyes, and the way he looks at Luann. He has it all, in my opinion, to quote Ramona. And all the girls were so nice. Like, Ebony saying, oh, I could see why you like him. No, you can't, Ebony. Don't fucking lie. Speaking of Ebony and lies, I failed to research this, but did Ebony actually literally write a book on hair and makeup? Or does she just liberally use the word literally? She, when you look her up, her little what she's known for list is extensive. She has done it all. She has written for multiple publications. She has been on talk shows. She's a lawyer. And then her podcast, like I know she's starting it right now, but her podcast is really big as of today, right now. Wow. Yeah. Over qualified. And she's going to probably make that point. She did write a book. It's called Pretty Powerful Appearance, Substance, and Success. I'd say yes then, Alex. She did. I love her. She uses literally uh, correctly. I am going to have to turn us back to Sonia because we need to talk about Sonia and Lou a little bit more. But first, I'm going to provide some background because I was like, wait a second, Sonia. Why is she crying about her husband's family, her ex-husband's family? And she says it's because her daughter's going to get the money, but that doesn't really make sense to me because Sonia wasn't married to, like, 
J.P. Morgan. She was married to J.P. Morgan's great-grandson. They were married for seven years. They divorced in 2006, and she joined Roni in 2010. So this guy is, like, way in the past. He's long gone. Sonia's going down a weird path, but I think the weirdest path that she took this episode is on their way to an event Sonia says that Lou steals all of her men, and the man she's referencing is Lou's ex-husband, Tom. I mean, Sonia did get there first. Yeah, but, like, if you bang a guy once and then your friend marries him, that's your friend's guy, right? Yeah, that that was rough. And I usually take Sonia's side on things, so I had a hard time. How did you feel about everyone taking Sonia's side, though? There was a a strong reaction against Luann. I think it is just because of the state Sonia's in. And I also think that Luann quickly jumps to saying things like, you are all just jealous of me. Or like she said to Heather, I'm relevant and you're not. Okay, I love that though. Guess what? (laughs) And also be true. It's true. (laughs) I was surprised though because, you know, Sonia is clearly saying it because she's feeling really bad about herself. But Lou got so nasty. That's what I was surprised about. I think that's why people jump to defend Sonia, but like, of course Lou got nasty. That was pretty ridiculous what Sonia was saying. Sonia's nuts. I love her though. I know that she's falling apart, but it's so darn cute. Um, Are we ready to talk about Heather? Yeah. Oh yes, but really, can we first say that I am so disappointed that Leah didn't make it to 6 p.m. Her silence lasted a mere... Two hours three, in a car. Julia, three hours. Two and a half hours in a car. And then later when she's talking about her podcast and how she ended it, she said it's because she was sick of talking. That was a funny moment. <laughs> it was. Ramona had the best Ramonaism by saying, do you have lungitis instead of laryngitis? <laughs> ah. I think we should keep a running list of the best Ramonaisms. Also, Alex was talking last pod about how he's happy that Ebony isn't falling into like the category like Leva and Southern Charm where she's just having to explain to everyone how to be less racist. In this episode, I realized that Ebony is falling into a space where she's having to teach adult women how to be good friends with each other. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> which was, uh, she's fallen into definitely a niche, but it has nothing to do with race at this point. It's just how to treat anyone i do feel bad for ebony because she has said more than once like i don't hang out with this many white women all at once and not only is she hanging out with a group of white women she's hanging out with a group of fucking crazy white women there has not been a single meal ebony has been at where there hasn't been a screaming match immediately followed by them making up yeah which she cannot figure out and honestly ebony we are in the same boat this poor baby (laughs) leah was driving me crazy With the whole how she got mad at Ramona. I think that Leah just anything that kind of reminds her of her mom, she she can't handle. Mm -hmm. And Ramona was last season definitely a surrogate mom and she definitely got that vibe this season. Yeah, the internet is turning on Leah, by the way. Oh, yes. I went on the, the Housewives Reddit today and saw that people are really not liking her now. People are pissed at Leah. They feel like she's... Too big of like a too much too much on her high horse. 
and on a soapbox, which honestly, I kind of agree with. I feel like she wasn't this cringy last season. Maybe she was a little bit more... She was when she was drunk, but she's not doing that this season. It's a different type of cringe. Yeah, it's not like Sonia cringe. It's just bad cringe. And also Ramona, she was fighting with Ramona, who was being the worst so it maybe felt more justified, but I don't know. Leah's kind of losing me, but I still no, love her. No, I'm completely team Leah and her coming at Heather. So much fun. Leah won all her points back with that. And Heather, what a fucking ballsy move coming into that house. And then just to say like, yeah, but if you read the article, it's, it's totally different. And then she reads the entire article and then still is like, yeah, but I mean, like if you read it. <laughs> Do we feel like Heather is going to come back. Was this them fishing, kind of like Jill Zarin at the built the party last season? It might be, but honestly, I don't need Heather. I don't need her either. Not nah, how could she stick around? <laughs> I cannot imagine that. Well, we know that she and Leah get in such a big fight, Heather leaves early from this trip. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I thought it was hilarious though that Heather's big defense to the article was no one even listens to the podcast. <laughs> I also love when, uh, like, uh, what was there's like a moment where Luann she gets confused and thinks that Luann says she's been on the podcast and she's like, Oh, you were? You were on my podcast? It's like, How would you forget that? <laughs> <laughs> Funny app, these past few weeks have been yeah, great. They really have. And I got one word for you guys Ratsville. Oh, fuck. That was my favorite moment of the week. That was so funny. Luann snarling Ratsville at Heather. Ooh, gotta get that on a t-shirt. Carol, bitch. Can't stand that bitch. Ratsville. Ratsville. That's the Luann I like. Luann Stan Moran really, really lit up. And I was worried because last season we only saw Ratsville Luann when she got absolutely trashed. And I was like, well, I don't want to wish alcoholism on Luann, but I don't know if she could bring it. I, I take back everything I said. She's bringing it even harder. 10 out of 10, Luann. Sober Luann is so funny. I can drink this out of a wine glass. I can hang out in a bar. Cut to her, like, pacing, like, frantically outside. (laughs) Yes, I think um, Luann, I much respect for her being around those women because I see how you end up with an alcohol problem being around Ramona (laughs) Ramona and Sonia. My final thought, (laughs) Ebony is my favorite Audrey Hepburn. Oh, 100%, 100%. My final thought, it's funny that the theme wasn't Breakfast at Tiffany's. It was, wait, no, the, the theme wasn't Audrey Hepburn and Breakfast at Tiffany's. The theme just was Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's. So it was, in fact, dinner. <laughs> yep. They all just wore the same costume. She didn't pick a theme where they could be different. Except for Leah. <laughs> Great interpretation. All right, you guys ready for Beverly Hills? Now, fun little factoid about this episode of Beverly Hills is this was filmed mere days before Erica and Tom filed for divorce. Wow. So the shit is beginning. Like, she knows what's coming. You know what's great foreshadowing is when Sutton shows up and says, it's the police. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I could not believe that. Like, does Sutton know? I don't know. She might. Um, I also, in that exchange, Alex, I like that Sutton was saying, I just need to let go. I need to have a pretty little mess. And you know, Erica's feeling super broke. She's like, yeah, that'll be $5. (laughs) Erica starts her own MLM scam. (laughs) That's trademark, baby. (laughs) Her voice, every time she speaks, I'm surprised. It's a rugrat. What else happened in this episode? (laughs) 
Um, Lucy. Lucy happened. Holy shit. And do you guys fucking love Crystal or do you love Crystal? I don't know. She told me this episode. What? I still don't know. Uh, she told me by the end. I mean, I think her personal life's weird. <laughs> but, but once she starts, like, actually getting into it with everyone, then I'll probably like her more. What I liked about her was she was doing her little home tour is she didn't do the whole, oh, I have such a hard life because I own this fake business. She was straight up like, oh, yeah, I'm in charge of the home. and I even have somebody help me do it. And it's hard. But it's not that hard. Like, I like how honest she was. I wonder if she's going to have a fake business brewing in the future. Her mm. brother is a pop star slash Manny. What more can you want? When they said he was a pop star, I was like, okay. But then they showed his music videos. I'm like, oh, this guy actually really is famous. <laughs> and there's like an audience behind his performance picture. But he didn't mind being the at-home childcare. No. I know that her husband's a big deal, but in all the scenes of, like, the husband, it just, I know it's not, but it just feels so fake. <laughs> I can't explain oh. it. He's very unnatural. There's the clip where she's, like, going through, because she loves scheduling, and she's going through his schedule, and she's like, oh, you have Mel Brooks in here. Isn't that fun? It's like, that's, that can't be real. It, oh, but I know it is. <laughs> and when she's taking food to him, and she's waving in the camera at his Zoom call. <laughs> Crystal, get the fuck out of here. This is lying. Oh, sorry, sorry. This is haunted mansion business. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, I love that her brag is she directed Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah, stop at Lion King, girl. So Garcelle and Kyle finally had their sit-down lunch. Oof. Um, the exchange, can I summarize it? Yeah. I would say the exchange went like this. Garcelle says, Kyle, I'm frustrated because you don't listen to me. And when I tell you how I feel, you don't listen or acknowledge it. And Kyle says, well, let's forget how you feel and start over. <laughs> Yep. I feel like we could be good friends. Why aren't we friends? I don't know how you feel. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Does Kyle come off likable right now? Because I did not like her last season. I'm new. I'm, I only know her from Halloween. Halloween you know. 2. The new bangs, new nose. I like <laughs> Kyle. She definitely thinks that she is hot shit. Such hot shit that she will be a better chef than a private chef. And end up burning all the food. But then she could just laugh about it. And when she was talking to Crystal and Sutton in the bar, Oof. she was able to re-explain why Garcelle was upset. And she did a really good job explaining the conversation that they had. Like, she definitely heard Garcelle in that moment. Okay, so in that whole thing going down where Crystal tries to start speaking about, I see where Garcelle's coming from, I'm also a woman of color, and then Sutton shuts it down. It cut off early. Will Kyle step in or will she keep her mouth shut? Keep her mouth shut's my guess. I think so. I think that Crystal doesn't need Kyle's help in this. No, she doesn't. Sutton looks so stupid. And Sutton did issue an apology. And, and then, then Crystal issued a thank you for your apology apology. So I think they're getting along fine now. I, I think know. Kyle's twin Garcelle will step in though. <laughs> that was so funny. Kathy rules. I think she's amazing. Does she know she's on a show? <laughs> no, she and it's great. Filmed? She doesn't know where she is, but she does have three facts about herself that she wants to tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. She works hairdresser, receptionist at Waldorf. And yes. she's an amateur dentist. <laughs> What's interesting is about this time, this is when Paris Hilton released her 
documentary where she talks about the basically the home she was sent to. Paris Hilton uh-huh. was sent to like this high school that came out was super abusive to kids. Uh-huh. And Paris Hilton has said that she doesn't blame her parents, but at the time she really did. But I mean, you can't imagine Kathy's sitting at home 100% aware of what's going on around her. I think Kathy's smarter than she lets on. I think she just didn't want to plug mm-hmm. in her own fan. I thought she was like, I'm not going to bend over and do that. I'll get Kyle to do it for me. I'm going to start writing down all of her inspirational t-shirts. Have you noticed that she only wears inspirational graphic tees? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Writing her down. Money can't buy you class, Julia, but it can buy you optimism. My friends. <laughs> Rena, of course, didn't provide food. Is not registering for me at all. I'm new to the show again, but she is truly not registering to me at all as a presence so far. She kind of doesn't have her own presence. She just kind of starts fires. She's hysterically okay. laughing a lot. Have you guys noticed this? She. <laughs> That's my Rena laugh. It's a lot of just inhales. <laughs> she lost her fucking shit during Five. that Kathy impression that happened. Are we worried about Rena? No, she's always done that. The weird laugh and then just open mouth staring at people. Okay. Well, we have to talk about the two truths and a lie that Erica gave. That is the most psychotic shit I've ever heard in my life. When Erica said she wore a wire in a federal case, was it her husband's federal case? Was it the day before she showed up to this trip? (laughs) Was it mere hours ago? I'll tell you privately. (laughs) You guys, I'm wearing the wire right now. <laughs> It'll be $10 to look at it, though. I am ready for all that shit to go down. Well, I, it's going to happen probably in like two episodes or so, right? I am looking forward to the Erica or what line like everybody in Bachelor Nation was looking forward to Colton jumping over the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's coming for me. I'm ready. I'm very intrigued. The whole Erica plotline, the way that they keep on teasing that, it keeps me very invested in it. So Alex, how would you rate Beverly Hills as your first go around? It's certainly not as funny as a lot of the Housewife shows so far. It's not quirky. It's not weird. They take themselves really seriously. I have to ask, Mm -hmm. what was that flashback, that reunion flashback with the teddy bear? Or the rabbit. With Lisa Rinna and Kim. Rabbit was meant to be an olive branch. And so Kim returned the olive branch. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's spicy. Great. All right, you guys ready for awards? Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start us off with my award. My award is the surprise Jackie's Lawyer Award. Named after... New Jersey housewife, Jackie, who we totally forgot was a lawyer until she said some lawyery stuff. And then we were like, oh yeah, Jackie's a lawyer. I give this award to Countess Luann, who might as well be a lawyer. In the breakfast at Tiffany's dinner. That's a weird sentence coming out of my mouth. The exchange between Leah and Heather goes as such. Leah says, who cares if people were shooting heroin? Saying you shouldn't rat people out. To which Heather says, well, heroin's a felony. And then our lawyer, Countess Luann, says, the real felony would be you talking about me. So Erica and Tom maybe consults your legal advice from Miss Lou. She clearly knows what a felony is. And what, what's more severe? That was almost my award. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it was the Luann's Law Award. It was what it was going to be. All right, Alex, what made your award then? What is oh, your real award Something. Then? 
so much better. <laughs> the animal used as a derogatory reference point goes to rats. Rats got a shout out twice this week. Teresa referred to Kim as a sewer rat. And Luann, of course, said the famous Ratsville. So it was a big week for rats. And specifically in reference to um, things people say in page six articles about them. I can't believe you didn't get Carol the Animorphs uh, award where she turned into a rat. Well, my award this week is the LaToya Biggest Fan Award. And I am giving this award to Michelle, Ramona's hospitality manager. Because Leah was talking to Michelle and Michelle goes, oh, I love you, Leah. After Leah called <laughs> Michelle's employer a fucking cunt. And I just have to think that, Michelle, you were a true Real Housewives of New York fan. There's no way you would have seen Leah in this scenario and loved her from that. I think you have seen all last season. You were super excited to become a hospitality manager. And you love Leah. And I love Leah. I agree with you, Michelle. Congratulations. Now, Julia, I thought you were for sure going to give that to Kyle Richards for plugging in the fan. <laughs> I, sister- I, I thought that, too. I thought that. But do you agree Michelle has seen Real Housewives in New York? Oh, 100%. She's enjoying mm-hmm. every second and texting her friends the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out, I'm looking at Julia's notes, and Julia also has written down, Jackie's a lawyer? So <laughs> it wasn't just me. Well, it was so much fun being back with you guys. I missed you two little rascals. Yeah, it's been too long. Rat-skulls? Rat-skulls. Oh, rat-skulls. Rat-skulls. <laughs> well, thank you two so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.